Emma Frame here and welcome to Voices of Yoga podcast, co-hosted with Lindsay Porter, where we bring you inspiring yoga stories and insights from yogis and teachers from around the world. These stories highlight the benefits of yoga and encourage those who maybe haven't started yoga yet to get started and for the more experienced to delve deeper. We hope you enjoy. Namaste and welcome everybody. This is Lindsay Porter, the co-founder of Voices of Yoga podcasts, um, that founded along with Emma Frain, a fellow yogi based in Glasgow, and we record our podcasts from Scotland. And uh, since we started our Voices of Yoga, our passion for interviewing and sharing stories from yogis around the world um, it, um, in 2016, it, this is probably the longest break we've had from recording some podcasts just with everything going on in the world. World. And I think, in fact, since I last recorded the podcast, our 150th special with the legendary Jai Tal, this might be the first one since. So I'm really excited and delighted to be back on today. And I've got a lovely guest to um, talk with and share his inspiring story with you. So my guest today um, is based in Vienna in Austria, a beautiful city, and um, he's been teaching yoga. He's both a mindfulness and a yin yoga teacher trainer. Um, he's all about energy, his passion. He comes from Indian heritage and he's been he's grown up in Vienna. So I'm really delighted to explore and find out more talking with Philip Sharma today. So let me just welcome Philip into the frame here. Namaste. Hi, Philip. Namaste. Thanks for having me. Happy to be on Voices of Yoga, Lindsay. Oh, it's a delight to have you. And it's really interesting because, you know, in lockdown in general, there are some pluses with social media. And one of the things I think that's really rare and interesting to find is when you feel kind of um, attracted in the sense of um, some people's words and stories that they share over social media do have this special quality at times to sort of bring you in and resonate with you. And for me, that is how I discovered you through Instagram. And I really enjoy following you and you seem to post things that come up at the right time for me. So it's it's just really special to actually sort of see you in person live today but I wonder if we could start the podcast with you sharing a little bit about your journey on the yoga path and maybe a little bit about your your Indian roots as well yeah Lindsay, I'd love to thank you very much so my path to yoga started at the age of four or five as my father introduced me to meditation and breathing practice because uh, at this time of my life I had some issues with breathing and this helped me a lot and as you might know my father is from India and my mother is from Austria and my father came to Austria who that's uh, almost 50 years ago uh, 47 50 years ago he came to Austria and he actually wanted to go to London, you know, <laughs> because there was the Indian community and he wanted to go to London. But, you know, as love happens, he met my mother in beautiful Vienna and he stayed. And uh, yeah, then I was born 1986. And I also have a sister. She's a bit older than me. And we, um, we were all, um, only once in India. So 
my father has a little bit of resistance to India because he uh, went to Austria because he didn't see any chance for him to stay in India. So I also don't speak any Indian language or kind of this, but he introduced me to meditation and yoga practices like breathwork, panayama, and I felt very drawn to it. So uh, I really loved it. And I was always fascinated by how the practice of yoga meditation breathing practices, the asanas benefited me, not only in my life, not only uh, in school, but also especially in sports. Um, you might not know it, uh, but I played um, competitive golf. Right. <laughs> That's why I was, yeah, um, I was in the national team and I played um, once the uh, European championship in Scotland. Oh, fantastic. In Glasgow, yeah. Western Gales. And it was a beautiful time. And in sports, especially, I incorporated uh, all these techniques I learned from my father, uh, the physical and mental aspects of yoga. And this really helped me a lot. And then the years went by and I got a little bit off the yoga path. You know, I went to university, I finished university, I went to parties, I numbed my feelings and emotions. Um, I had a nine to five job, it was a well-paid nine to five job. However, I was not really living my purpose, you know? Mm -hmm. And besides other strokes of fate, I realized that something has to change in my life. And I luckily realized that I had to change. So I took coaching, I did NLP training. So I was an NLP practitioner, master practitioner. I did the whole uh, NLP thing. And through this process of self-finding, self-realization, I also found my way back to yoga. And this process, um, was I think 10 years and I was then 28 when I found my way um, back to yoga and I started my yin yoga teacher training with Joe Fee and Joe Barnett in Bali and in this process of finding my way back to yoga and finding my true purpose of teaching yoga meditation and breathing Techniques, techniques, I also found out, and it was very interesting, that my great-grandfather was an Indian yogi, a spiritual teacher. And I didn't know that for such a long time. What yeah, an amazing revelation. Also my father didn't tell me. Mm. Yeah, ab absolutely. And... Um, as I found out, and as I asked more and more, my, my father about my heritage, um, he opened up more and more and told me about his Indian family. And it was fascinated. Um, I was fa fascinated about uh, 
the stories and about the fact that my great-grandfather was a yoga and spiritual teacher because uh, for, for such a long time I felt so drawn to these uh, spiritual teachings, to yoga, uh, meditation and yeah and as I talk to you now I get goosebumps <laughs> because <laughs> yeah, yeah. it suddenly um, made sense this um, all the years I went through and um, yeah and by feeling this and by as I found out that it that this is it um, yeah I how to say I felt arrived you know okay. uh-huh and and I know now I'm. I was just going to say something. Sorry, yeah. Something else that I know you you you're quite into and inspired by is the area of anatomy and the physical body, and I really wanted to ask you. And I read about that you've done, and I might not say this word right. Some cadavers, some um, dissection of the body, which I've sort of seen some videos of, and I'm sort of equally fascinated and slightly repelled. So I'm really keen because I haven't really actually discussed this with any other yogis before, but I'd be really interested to hear from you. What is that experience like? And what sort of things do you do you learn or get more in connection with? So for your yoga to do some of that? Yeah, that, that's a very interesting question. And uh, I totally understand when, um, you tell someone, yeah, I go to a cadaver dissection. Um, you might won't expect, um, yeah, cool, I want to go with you. <laughs> um, I was also a bit, uh, not a bit, I was really scared of it. Uh, it felt awkward, mm -hmm. but somehow, um, actually my partner, Sabine, um, I, I do with her the, the teacher trainings, the yin yoga teacher trainings, um, on site and online. Uh, she's a fashion nerd and anatomy nerd. And she said, come on, let's go. Uh, let's do some dissection. There's this opportunity. And I said, all right, let's go. Yeah. Uh, knowing that it's uh, pretty awkward for me. The things we do for love. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and 2019, we did this cadaver dissection lab in Berlin or next to Berlin in Guben in Germany with Antonio Stecco and our teacher Joe Fee. And it was in Body Worlds. You might know it where they do this plastination of the cadavers. Right. And we went there and it was the first day we went into this room with the bodies covered and Antonio uncovered the bodies and a whole new world opened up for me. Wow. The first five seconds, I thought, oh gosh, oh my God, what am I doing here? And after this five seconds, it was like this moment, this week will be the best week that ever happened to me because to, to put it in a nutshell, it was not only um, an experience of gaining knowledge, it was a, yeah, a, a spiritual experience, you know, mm. having this 
God is in front of me who lived uh, a, a whole life, 85 years and 90 years old bodies with experiences, with stories, you know, but at the same time, there were just bodies, just matter, you know? Mm. It's, it's pretty hard to describe, but it was, it's, it's a beautiful experience. And as I said, a new whole world opened up and I began to see the body from a whole new perspective. And from a whole new perspective, no anatomic book can show you. Right, yeah. And yeah. And nowadays, everybody's talking about fascia. Fascia yeah. here, fascia there. It's that topic in not only in anatomy, but also in yoga, you know. And there, I really had the chance, a chance to see it, to mm. feel it, the fascia. And to see that the fascia is literally everywhere in the body, surrounding the bones, going through the muscles, through every organ. And uh, having this kind of experience, you'll never look at your students the same way again, at your yoga students the same way again, how they move in the asanas, how they breathe, how they sit in the meditation and also you are directly confronted with death, mm. you know? And that was also a, a big uh, game changer of how I see death, how um, my view of um, how I deal with death, that totally changed, you know? And remembering now and reflecting on, on it, I still feel deep gratitude and I'm so grateful for having this experience. And if you or any of your listeners um, ever have, ever has the chance to do a cadaver dissection, just do it. Uh, oh, wow. Just, just take this opportunity. And there are also uh, online cadaver dissections. We did. We, we just did one uh, two weeks ago with uh, Tom Myers. Oh yeah, and, and Bill Headley does a lot of videos yeah. too, as well, doesn't he? He's another guy. Well, as well, yeah. Yeah. I really recommend also Jill Headley. He's a great guy, and there are so many opportunities to have this experience. Yeah, and I really recommend. Yeah. Oh, wow, I've loved the way you've described that and really given us like an insight to someone who's done it and. Actually, I feel like for the first time I would give it a go rather than sort of being a bit on the fence. So, um, yeah, I might have to go and see what's available. But thank you so much for sharing that. And it sounds like it's something you still look back on and reflect on. So it's still very much with you. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Well, you mentioned there about spirituality, which was really interesting as well. And I wanted to um, tap in next to ask you a bit about, so the posts that you put out on there are just always beautifully written. And I'm sure the NLP obviously helps with language, as we know, um, as a fellow NLP practitioner. Um, but I wanted to ask you a bit more about where do you find that connection, that energy that you then share um, with the world on your show, social media? Where do you think that kind of thing comes from for you? Yeah, um, I think, or I, I don't think, it, it's the fact that um, 
the best teachers I know uh, are those who are not only well-trained in their specialty, but also know how to trigger transformation in other realms of the students. What I mean by that is, um, in my point of view, being a good teacher, being a good teacher for me is getting in contact with the student on a level that goes beyond the asana, goes beyond uh, adjustment hands-on. And I realized for myself, if I want to convey my teachings on a deeper level, um, it might be a good idea to develop my communication skill set. And that's why I also started with NLP, with a kind of, um, how to say, techniques in communication. I did uh, hypnosis trainings. Oh, wow. And yeah, and I think uh, if you do all this, all these things, all these techniques, all these methods of communication, it's so important to first start with yourself. Mm. Yourself, how you talk with yourself, um, do the inner work, the inner transformation, because people, students, subconsciously can feel if you, if the teacher does the inner work. And if the teacher, um, I think you say, walks the talk or preaches what what they teach. (laughs) And that's why I regularly um, continue my education in meditation, in mindfulness, in practice and theory, Uh, NLP, hypnosis. Hypnosis, as I mentioned, was a big, a major game changer in the way I teach, in the way I talk, in the way I support my students and uh, clients. And I always say that language or words is also vibration, is energy, and is, yeah, is a way how you can transmit your energy to your student. And that's why I think it's so important to educate yourself in your communication skill set. And my my teacher, Sarah Powers, likes to say, a good teacher is a practitioner sharing out loud. Yeah, that's a great phrase. Yeah, and I love the saying, I always say to my students, educate yourself, do the inner work, and share what you do. Yeah. And yeah. I love that. And I think there's really good advice in there because I think it's really easy and you see it. People get caught up in like plunging themselves into teacher training, you know, and they're full of philosophy and asana and adjustments and everything. And there's that aspect that's equally important to remember whether you do it at the time or later, like you say, is to think about the energy, the spirituality, you know, where is that in your journey? Because sometimes it's not called out um, quite as much as maybe some of the other aspects are, are they? Absolutely. Yeah. And Mm. I really can re- can relate to what you were saying now because 
I also started to teach very technically because I learned it in school, at university, to do the process, going through the process step by step. And I did also a, a technical school uh, technical school when I was um, in, in, young, in younger ages. Mm -hmm. And I really had to learn to trust my intuition, my feelings, and yeah. to share what's really inside of me and not what I read in books and uh, in, yeah. It's, it's also good to have knowledge, to have yeah. um, to know facts, but to combine it with what you feel, what you what what, what is inside with uh, in you and the experiences. That really it changes. It takes a lot your of courage, point. doesn't it? It takes a lot of courage to to decide to do that. Even <laughs> absolutely, it, it, mm. it really took a lot of courage to to take the step to share what's inside you because at the beginning um yeah it's it's like a hindrance to open up you know mm. it's it wasn't easy for me to to open up my my inner experiences my story what i feel but um as i got feedback from my students, as I got feedback from my teachers, that if you open up to your story, if you open up to what you really feel inside, that's a that that, that changes the, the way you teach and how you can bring your teachings to a whole new level. And that's why it's so important, yeah. Lovely. I, I absolutely love everything you shared. I feel like you've taken us into deeper layers of what yoga is and what it should be and how we can explore that journey. Um, I just wonder, are there any other any other aspects of yoga that you would like to share with the listeners? You've already covered so many, but I wanted to give you the opportunity if there are any other things you would like to share. Uh, um, yeah. Um, it's a how you say it, um, it really fits now in this time because uh, one and a half year ago when all this COVID thing started uh, with online teaching and we are all in this together, you know, uh, at this time, one and a half year ago, I really couldn't imagine to teach online. Mm -hmm. it, for me, um, it was never a plan to teach online or do online courses um, because there, for, for me, there was no way to, how to transmit this energy through technology, through the screen. I couldn't imagine. However, for some reason we were forced to teach online because there was no other opportunity. And in Austria, we were one of the first who taught online. Wow. And we just, yeah, we just did it. Mm -hmm. And after my first yin yoga session, a student, sent, uh, a student sent me a message that said, I just lost my job. I don't know how to continue. I'm scared, but this 75 minutes yin yoga practice gave me so much strength to continue. And I really 
can remember these lines as it were happening yesterday, you know? Mm. And from this moment on, I realized that yoga is so much more than being packed in a yoga room with other people doing movements. And yeah, I realized that we are all connected in some kind of way. And if we are connected with ourselves, with our higher self, then no screen, no technology, no bad Wi-Fi connection, no virus can separate us. True. And from this day on, if someone asks me if teaching yoga online is a good idea, I just say, yes, if you are believing in it, if you can transmit this energy, if you want to do it, if you believe in the power of yoga, then absolutely. It doesn't matter if you teach online or on site. Nice. And yeah, that's what I also want to share. So that's great. if you want to teach yoga, then you can also do it online. Yeah, it's really, I think it's good to encourage, like you say, people to do what feels right for them. Lovely. And so you do, you offer teacher trainings, you offer mindfulness, a whole raft of amazing things. Where can people go to find out about you, Philip, and connect with you? Yeah, thanks to internet, you can find me on my website, www.philipsharma.com. And I'm also on Instagram, philip underscore Sharma, or on Facebook. I also have a small YouTube channel. So you can find me online everywhere. And I also do uh, weekly breathwork sessions every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Viennese time. Uh, it's in German though. Um, my partner Sabine Winkler and I do teacher trainings uh, on site and online in German language, but also in English. And we are currently creating online courses and little online thing also in uh, German and English with a yin yoga meditation, breath work, and it's going to be great. And I would be glad if you join in and have a look if you Fabulous. want to. I'm sure the listeners will be looking all that up and definitely comes recommended uh, from me. Um, we like to ask all of our guests what sort of things are inspiring them at the moment. Maybe it's a quote or a saying or just something you've seen. Um, just wondering, does anything spring to mind for you, Philip? Yeah, um, you know my Instagram account and if the listeners know it, I love to share quotes, inspiring quotes, and I love to read inspiring quotes. And at the moment, I really like to meditate on questions. And there's one questions, uh, there's one question I like to ask myself recently, and that says, um, is, uh, is that what I'm doing serving my purpose? Is that what I'm doing serving my purpose? And next time when you are scrolling down social media or zapping through television or whatever you do, you can ask yourself, is that what I'm doing right now serving my purpose? Nice. And this could be a yes, it could be a no, 
whatever. And then you can decide for yourself if you want to continue or change. And this helps me a lot at the moment. Yeah. I love that too. Thank you. It's like a top tip. Thank you for sharing that. Philip, <laughs> it's such a delight speaking to with you. You are, you're just so lovely. You're calm. You're so wise. And I just really appreciate spending the time chatting to us on Voices of Yoga today. So just a very big thank you from me and uh, look forward to perhaps having you over in Scotland at some point in the future. Namaste. Thank you so much, Lindsay, for having me. Namaste. Have a good time. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to Voices of Yoga and we hope you feel inspired. You can find more of our free podcasts at www.voicesofyoga.com and we are on all the main podcast platforms too. We are very open to comments and suggestions so if you'd like to also leave us a review on iTunes that would be fantastic. If you would like to know when the most recent podcast is going to be broadcast you can sign up to our newsletter on the website and we will drop you an email with that recent update. Voices of Yoga is our passion project and if you like what we're doing and you would like to support us, it would be very much appreciated. And you can do that through a very small donation on our website on the donation button if you feel so inclined. If you would like to collaborate with us in terms of sponsorship, advertising or even suggest coming on and being a guest, then please drop us an email at voicesofyoga at mail.com. So thanks again and we look forward to bringing you another inspiring yoga story next week. Namaste.